Psalm 77, for the lead player on the Judithan and Asaph Psalm. My voice to God, let me cry out. My voice to God and hearken to me. In the day of my straits, I sought the master. My eye flows at night, it will not stop. I refuse to be consoled. I call God to mind and I moan. I speak and my spirit faints. Salah, you held open my eyelids. I throbbed and could not speak. I ponder the days of yore, the years long gone. I call to mind my song in the night. To my own heart I speak, and my spirit inquires, Will the master forever abandon me and never again look with favor? Is his kindness gone for all time? His words done for time without end? Has God forgotten to show grace? Has he closed off in his wrath, his compassion? And I said, it is my failing that the ones, the high one's right hand has changed. I call to mind the acts of Yah. When I recall your wonders of old, I recite all your works, your acts I rehearse. God, your way is in holiness. Who is a great God like God? You are the God working wonders. You made known among peoples your strength. You redeemed with your arm your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph, Salah. The waters you saw you, O God. The waters saw you, they trembled. The depths themselves shuddered. The clouds streamed water. The skies sounded with thunder. Your bolts, too, flew about. Your thunders sound under the wheel. Lightning lit up the world. The earth shuddered and shook. In the sea was your way and your path in the mighty waters, and your footsteps left no traces. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Something I don't think I've talked much about is how the Psalms can be separated into genres. Um, and I won't go through all the genres right now, but there's a fairly small number of them. Um, and some of the Psalms, uh, notably Psalm 77, uh, which I read just a minute ago, um, can uh, start off as one genre and then they make a transition to another. And you can see this um, from the very first line, um, my voice to God, let me cry out, my voice to God and hearken to me. And that is a characteristic um, sort of phrasing of a psalm of supplication. The uh, psalmist wants to... Um, uh, be heard by God. He's groaning, moaning, crying out. Uh, he's lamenting. Um, in this case, he's uh, there's some really wonderful imagery of uh, you held open my eyelids and I throbbed and could not speak, uh, which is um, sort of a feeling of like tossing and turning in bed, um, thinking of what's going on, uh, but not being able to do anything about it. Um, my eyes flow. My eye flows at night. It will not stop. I refuse to be consoled. Uh, and that's a great imagery of, of uh, tears and crying. And, um, and so this is a, an example of supplication. Um, now in uh, verse 12, um, something changes. He says, I call to mind the acts of Yah. Uh, Yah is a shortened form of, of Yahweh. Uh, it... Um, might um, be something that uh, either represents an old way of um, talking about Yahweh or perhaps an archaic way. Um, so kind of looking back into the past and imagining the past. 
And uh, so it says, I call to mind the acts of Yah when I recall your wonders of old. And um, this is where it shifts from being a psalm of supplication to a psalm of praise. And you can just see how he's praising God for all of the things that he did in the past. And in particular, you redeemed with your arm your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph, Salah. The waters you saw, O God, the waters saw you, they trembled, the depths themselves shuddered. And this is a, an allusion, a very clear allusion to Exodus um, when uh, God escorted the people across the Sea of Reeds. And um, he did that by, by causing the, um, the waters to separate so that there was dry land for the people of Israel to, to walk across. And even in the very last line, uh, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Um, it's really, really clear. Uh, as it happens, um, my pastor is going through a sermon series on Exodus. And so Exodus, uh, this is the central um, pivotal part of that book where God leads the people out of Egypt. Um, very important part. And uh, so we're studying that um, now. And uh, I'm taking my time to read it carefully, uh, too. I, um, I've read Exodus a lot, but I may not have read it as carefully as I'm trying to do now. Um, uh, there's another really neat um, imagery here. I don't want to forget it. Um, in the sea was your way, your path in the mighty waters, and your footsteps left no traces. Now, of course, the reason his footsteps left no traces was because um, the water covered them up. Um, but uh, apparently in uh, modern Hebrew, that same phrase, your footsteps left, or footsteps left no traces, is used to talk about someone who um, escaped without a trace, uh, which is a little different meaning. <laughs> it's, uh, um, anyway, I, I love the imagery of, uh, of God walking across and his footsteps being covered with water. Um, in fact, this whole um, Psalm, the second half, is just uh, an amazing account of um, praise to God. And praise is so often in the Bible uh, related to the deeds of the past, something that God has done. Um, so um, the, the Hebrew literature constantly goes back to creation, goes back to the Exodus, uh, goes back to the giving of the law. Um, just these same uh, notes over and over of God doing important and amazing and wonderful things, the promise that he gave to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob um, as well. Now, the past is so, so incredibly important uh, in the scriptures. And um, that's why we read them. That's why we go back and read and we find out what's going on in the past, uh, what happened in the past. Um, we're uh, almost to the time of Purim, uh, which is when we remember um, what God did to the uh, for the Israelite or for the Jews after um, in the book of um, Esther, uh, after Esther intervened on behalf of the Jews, and um, so there's a lot of great history to remember there. Uh, all right, we'll see if this recording held up. I had a momentary problem, uh, and uh, I think it's okay though. So I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>